Locked On Kentucky, your daily Kentucky podcast on the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm Curtis Birch, host and producer on News Radio 630, WLAP, the home of the Cats, right here in Lexington. And I'm Kyle Tucker, longtime Kentucky beat writer, coming to you for the last time from an anonymous uh, website. It'll be uh, revealed on Monday, so I think this will be the uh, this is the last time I have to be coy about it. But uh, in the meantime, if it's a big deal to the Big Blue Nation. Curtis Birch and I will be right here Monday through Friday, every day, talking to cats on the Locked On Podcast Network. This episode of the Locked On Kentucky is brought to you by Nick Ratliff. He is a realtor, and his website is bbnhomes.com. We'll tell you a little bit more about him here in a bit. But on this edition, we want to break down some UK, South Carolina game stuff. We're going to do our over-unders for the week. We have some fun Benny Snell sound and... Madness was actually madness, Kyle. I, I don't I think we'll just start there. I don't know if you got a chance to see this. You were working on some stuff today, but obviously the camp out was all the way full already. That surprises no one. It happens every year. Right. We're used to that used to that by now. Um but things got a little weird and apparently Reed Travis and Brad Calipari signed underwear. Oh, really? <laughs> okay. Um they were Panties, they were not on anyone. They were like stretched out. I don't know how to like describe this. They were stretched out on a pizza box, and they were of a of a cat. And they both signed them. They were cat panties. Cat panties, like wildcat UK wildcat panties, or like the like litter box cat panties. Looks like a little kitten. It's not okay. like a wildcat. In the tweet said. I think we have a new weirdest thing ever signed at the campout. Greg getting his cat panty signed for his wife. And there was, vi- right. there was video and all kinds of things. Is that the weirdest thing you've ever heard of? <laughs> getting signed by a UK Well, player? getting signed maybe. I mean, of the things that they're going to publicly discuss. I, I mean, I have a really hard time believing that... Uh, um, it's funny. I, I'm actually. Uh, I have ESPN on in the background, and they, they're showing a similar-looking campout at State College, Pennsylvania, for the whiteout uh, uh, Ohio State Penn State game. They're, the Penn State fans are camped out pretty deep uh, there for that one. But that's an actual game. That's you know, an actual thing happening this weekend. Not tickets to a thing happening in many more weekends. So, um, yes, you people are crazy, as Cal Perry likes to say. Uh, I would imagine that there are some off-the-record things that Kentucky players have been asked to sign. Uh, definitely some body parts uh, in their time. But I think, the, I don't know about sign, but the weirdest thing, easily to me, the weirdest thing in that sort of genre of crazy fandom is the, the women who took to licking Devin Booker's car. And not just that, but like were proud of it and took pictures of it and posted it. Um, that's the weirdest thing. In the, in the time I've been covering Kentucky, that is a disturbing thing. It is not sanitary, and it is just really weird. Yeah, I think the weird thing is, well, A, anyone doing it, period, was just completely outlandish. But B, the fact that it became a thing, as you just mentioned, with multiple people doing it, that took it to a whole nother weirdness level. And there, you talked about signing body parks, talked to Derek Willis before, and he's mentioned how... Some people tried to have uh, steal a kiss, and how he had to kind of dodge that. 
Yeah, <laughs> there's the one. There's one woman in particular, an older woman who would show up to these signings after the players declare for the draft or their eligibility is up, and they do their autograph tours, and would like aggressively kiss them, which is just don't do that. Just no. don't <laughs> don't do that. That is not okay. Uh, it's like I always say, like if a man was doing that to a, a female athlete, it would there'd be no question that it was gross and creepy and so it's the same thing for a woman to do that to one of these guys and in many cases it's like an 18 year old kid who's like shell-shocked by it It, it's really odd but yeah it's super odd don't don't do weird stuff i mean the panties is pretty funny i mean it sounds like that was a pretty funny deal cat panties stretched across pizza box Mm -hmm. seems relatively harmless although i wonder how miss calipari uh brad's mom felt about him signing on ladies underwear I don't know. We'll have to maybe get a follow-up on this at some point. But they did the Tent City Live broadcast from out there today. Uh, it was a they had they actually had the football players out there. Uh, Benny Snell, Cash Daniel, and C.J. Conrad all came out. They of course were very very popular as well. So there was a, it was a, a double dip for the Madness campers. They got some football stars and all the basketball team. They did their usual thing. I think the women's team brought out breakfast this morning, and then the men's team tonight gave pizza as they always do um to the campers so that's always fun it's always interesting to see and uh i'll just go full disclosure we were we were knocking around the idea of recording a broadcast from there one of these podcasts from there and kyle is on assignment right now with a piece that will come out next week and so that got nixed because kyle's on the road so i I, is that okay to say kyle yeah, that's, that's okay. Okay, that's, okay just, to say. that's secretive enough, and it just gives a little people <laughs> a little little tease of of something. So pay yeah, attention. I'm here. I'm here in Tahiti mm-hmm. uh, on assignment. Oh, <laughs> uh. uh, so um, we'll we'll transition here uh, in, to some football since we mentioned Benny Snell and those type of guys. We'll get to our over unders in a second, but first I did want to tell you more about Nick Ratliff and his realty practice. Buying and selling your home is a huge process and not something you want to do alone. You don't want to go through it without someone to guide and protect you each step of the way. Nick Ratliff with Better Homes and Gardens Real Estate Cypress is the man for that job. Nick is a lifetime resident of Kentucky, so he knows the area and shares your values. He loves for his clients to benefit from technology, but never loses that personal touch. Check out his website, bbnhomes.com. Oh, did I mention Nick is a University of Kentucky graduate, twice actually, and a lifetime Kentucky Wildcat fan. Maybe he went back to UK for that second time to get access to those cheaper student tickets again. If you're looking for a home or ready to sell, check out bbnhomes.com or call 859-429-SOLD. That's 859-249-7653. Or check out the website bbnhomes.com. You know, ever since I started this podcast, people have been asking me for advice. Usually, it's what team to bet on this week. The truth is, I don't know who's going to win, but if you think you know, you got to check out my bookie. Remember, who you're betting on is just as important as who you're betting with. That's why I always tell people to bet with my bookie. Trust me, guys, they are the best bet this season. They've been in the business for years, have great reviews online, and their mobile site is easy to use. They have in-game live betting, over-unders, on fantasy points scored, and the most rewarding player perks in the business. MyBookie is slammed with new butters and wants to give everyone the best service possible. If you're willing to deposit after 7 p.m. Eastern Time, they'll give you an additional $25 free play on deposits over $100. 
Use promo code ONCOLLEGE25 to activate the offer. Visit MyBookie online today. That's M-Y-B-O-O-K-I-E. And if you're willing to hold out until after 7 p.m., you can get that extra $25 free play by using that promo code ONCOLLEGE25. You play, you win, you get paid. You are Locked On Kentucky, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. All right, so Kyle, the over-unders, we got three pretty, I think they're pretty kind of generic, but I think they're obviously very important to this game. One, Benny Snell, touchdowns. Two, Josh Allen, sacks. And three, Jake Bentley, passing yards. Right now, you and I, I think we're both, you're one pick ahead of me right now. I don't know what the count is. I'm not that great with math sometimes, so I lose count. But we'll I need, just keep we'll keep the plus minus in our heads. I'm I need to make a comeback right now. And so we'll start with Benny Snell's touchdowns. I set it at one and a half touchdowns. Yeah. I think that's the way to where to put it. Um let's see, I'm looking at it real quick. One, two, three, four, uh five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Uh, 11, 12, 12 times in his career so far. He's had two-plus touchdowns. Um, he had four last week. He had two in the opener this season. He had two last year at South Carolina, but he had to, he had to earn his rushing yards uh, in that game more than almost any other. He had 32 carries for 102 yards. Just three point two yards of carry against South Carolina last year, and two. T- but he had the two touchdowns, and obviously in a game twenty three thirteen win, those were huge touchdowns. Um, I mean, it, it picking anybody to rush for for two plus is a lot. Uh, I'm going to say over in this one. I think I think he is out to validate that. Continue to validate that he's. Uh, you know, one of the best running backs in the country, if not the best. And I I think there's a risk. I think people are watching this game to see, like, is Kentucky going to start feeling itself, um, let off the gas, lose focus, do the Kentucky football thing, you know, win a huge game and then drop one that people think you should win. Um, But I I think in particular Benny Snell keeps the hammer down this week, and I'll say he gets at least two. Yeah, I agree. And you know, to your point, uh Benny Snell, I think I, I think he's just still got a lot to prove, which is kind of crazy to think about all the stuff that he has proved. But anytime you talk to him, you know, his press conference the other day and uh we're gonna have a bite from that that was that was kind of funny, but still he has he has the demeanor of like he's has a ton of disrespect out there and I I don't know where it's coming from anymore. Maybe it's just one of those things that he's just gonna keep on his shoulder no matter what. But it still seems like he's super motivated. Um, Kyle, real quick though, him going third person, are you for or against? Because he did it again on Tuesday when he was talking to the media after practice. Yeah, I think the first time was with the uh, at SEC Media Days, right? When yeah. they, the guy from, I think, SEC Network asked him, are you one of the best running backs in the country or, or the best in the SEC? And he went into the, the Benny Snell is... And the guy even said, "Are you going third person on me?" And he's like, "Yeah, I am." <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I, you know, I think it's funny. I, used sparingly, I think it's funny. I don't think you should do it too often. Um, 
but also, I mean, the other the other side of that is when you're as good as Benny is and you're able to back it up, I think you can do almost anything you want. I mean, say anything you want as long as you can back it up. And and like don't be a like don't be a jerk about it, you know? And I don't think to this point I don't think Benny's been a jerk about it, you know. I don't think he's been like rude to anybody else. Usually he's responding to somebody else sort of saying I don't know anything about Benny Snell. Um and it's often after the fact him saying, well, now you do. Um, I'm good with all that. Just uh, don't be a jerk about it. Use the third person sparingly, and I'm, I'm okay with that. Curtis Birch thinks it's annoying. <laughs> Curtis Birch thinks it's a little pretentious. And Curtis Birch thinks Benny Snell should stop doing it. Well, you should I, I take that up with Benny Snell. I'm sure he would really <laughs> – I'm sure he would uh, be, be really receptive to your critique. Yeah. Um, Josh Allen sacks Kyle. I, 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 I had a hard time kind of setting this. You know, he was only credited for one against Mississippi yeah. State, but they were both both of his tackles for loss were behind the line, right? One was, but one with Fitzgerald was running, I believe. So he, yeah, I mean that's the thing with a mo- with mobile quarterback. Sometimes you'll get a what most people think is a sack, and it's just credited as a run. I mean that's one thing college football gets wrong too. Is just the whole idea of quarterbacks uh, yeah. rush totals. But uh, I mean, the other piece of it is he's getting held a lot, either officially or unofficially held a lot. There'd be a lot of times it's not called. There were a few times it was called the other night. Uh, teams are trying very hard to account for him. He hasn't had what, – so what were you setting it at, one and a half? Yeah, let's do that. Um, well, I mean, he hasn't had two in a game yet this season. Um, and in fact uh, – in fact, he hasn't had two in a game ever. So That's crazy. I, yeah. Now consistent. I mean, he's very consistent. In 2016, as a sophomore, he had at least half a sack in one, two, three, four, five, six, seven games. Last year, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, and seven of the first eight games, he had a sack. Uh, and this year he's got a sack in three out of the four games they played. But one and a half is his max total so far um, this year. So I'll say under. Um, you know, I, that's not scientific. I just uh, it's just uh, history. He has as good as he is. He hasn't uh, he hasn't put up two in a game. That's actually really crazy. That is crazy. Uh, so so I will say under. That's so crazy. I think it's time for it to end. I think he'll get to. I think he'll get to, and with Bentley being more of a traditional passer, drop back guy, he'll they'll be credited as sacks. You know, it, it as we just discussed, you tackled quarterback twice behind the line against Mississippi State. In theory, you would think he would have had two sacks, but one was on a run play, so it wasn't. I, I think it's going to go over. I think he's ready to just keep this thing chugging along. You know, last season he kind of tailed off at the end, and that was well documented. He spoke about it. I don't think he wants any part of that this season. And even though teams are going to start gunning for him, he's just got to get loose twice. And in a game where I think it's very, very possible Benny Snell maybe scores an early touchdown and maybe South Carolina has to pass it a little bit, if South Carolina is coming from behind, they're going to be dropping back a lot. And that's gonna, Josh Allen's going to be licking his chops, and I think he's going to get those two sacks and um, be a huge difference maker for Kentucky in this game. He has um, he has a sack in each of the last two meetings against South Carolina. There you um, go. So that is that's something. 
Wait, the other thing we we should factor in is the opposing team, and um, South Carolina, by the way, has allowed the fewest sacks in the SEC. They're tied with Alabama and Missouri, just three sacks allowed. And well, so well, but they they've, they've, they've only, only played three games. Yes, yeah. but nonetheless, one per game. Mm. Uh, I'm not buying that stat, Kyle. <laughs> it's against two teams that aren't good, and one SEC. Wait, who did? It? Yeah, that's only in three games. That I'm not fully buying into that. They play, they, they've played uh, Coastal Carolina, Georgia, and at Vanderbilt. Two not great teams <laughs> and Georgia. What the heck is Georgia doing? How the heck did they, they not get more than yeah, I'm, I'm trying a couple to look sacks? At... That's insane. I thought they would have. The way that game was going, you think they would have had more. But Speaking of sacks, the guy that Josh Allen would be sacking would be Jake Bentley. Um do you think I have his average? He, he's averaging 260 yards per game, which is a pretty good number. What do you think? Is he going to go over or under that many passing yards in this game? I guess to be fair, I'll go first. I think. So what? What's the number? 260 is average. We're yeah, that's his average. That's what his average. Yeah, I think he's going to go under. Kentucky's, he's been really consistent. 250, 269, 261 in their three games. Yeah, he's been right at that number. I think he's going to go under. I think Kentucky's defense will be able to slow him down. And the secondary is, is ready for this matchup. I think they haven't had a lot of chances at turnovers. A lot of the teams they faced against didn't put the ball in the air too, too much. So I think they're going to be ready to go, and they're going to be ready to shut down South Carolina's passing attack. He threw for 304 last year on Kentucky. Ah, that well, that um, doesn't count because like seventy five was one play, right? Right, the first play of the game, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, and and interestingly, he was he had four touchdowns, no picks against Coastal Carolina in the opener this year, uh, but in these two SEC games, he's got two touchdowns and three interceptions. Um, I, Bentley has not progressed the way that I thought he would necessarily. I mean, he's been a he's been a a good player, but what we saw from him. As a freshman, I mean, he takes over the team there down the stretch. Kentucky in 2016 probably dodged a bullet. They didn't have to face him uh, in that game. They won 17 to 10. Um, and then he caught fire and, and made a huge difference for South Carolina. And people thought, you know, he was a budding star because he was, a, I think, a true freshman uh, back then. And you thought he was trending towards being this kind of a superstar and that hasn't really materialized um completion percentage is really good he's been 70 64 percent or better every game this season uh i but yeah i mean the way kentucky's defense has been playing it's really hard for me to imagine them getting lit up um by anybody other than a a bona fide star i mean i think drew Locke's gonna probably put up numbers on him um but Jake Bentley, no, I'll say under. I'll say under his average of two sixty. All right. So to recap, both Kyle and I went over one and a half touchdowns for Benny Snell. I went over one and a half sacks for Josh Allen. Kyle went under, and we both went under two hundred sixty yards passing for Jake Bentley. Um, all right, Kyle, we are gonna get to who's gonna win the game, and then we're gonna play that. Benny Snell sound for you in a second, but first I wanted to tell you about a couple more sponsors to this show. Kentucky vs. South Carolina is a sellout, but if you still want tickets, I have a way for you to save some money when purchasing them online. Check out Vivid Seats. 
We all love a night out, whether it's seeing our favorite band in person or being there in the crowd to cheer on our favorite team. With Vivid Seats, you can attend the concert, show, or sporting event of your choice at a great price. Vivid Seats is the top source for tickets for all the live events you want to go to. You can sort by price or look for seats in the section and row of your choice to make things even better. Vivid Seats is giving listeners an exclusive promo code for $20 off orders of $200 or more. So go to the App Store or Google Play and download the Vivid Seats app. Use promo code Locked On for $20 off orders of $200 or more. Every purchase is backed by a 100% buyer guarantee. From the biggest concerts and games to the hottest theater and more, Vivid Seats has it all. Download the app and enter promo code Locked On for $20 off orders of $200 or more. Make a memory that lasts a lifetime and let Vivid Seats help you get to your favorite live event. Football is here, and if you've missed your season-long fantasy leagues, have no fear, you can still play FanDuel. FanDuel has one week and even one day games, and now there are even more ways to play. One of those ways is bet the score. One of those games is beat the score. Beat the score is a new contest type where instead of having to come in a top place among a sea of competitors, you just have to beat a preset score. Anyone who beats that score wins money. Pretty simple. The result is more people winning. I'm on FanDuel, and you should be too. Check out FanDuel.com slash locked on. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on. And right now, new users get a $20 bonus when they make their first deposit on FanDuel. Come play with me at FanDuel.com slash locked on. You are locked on Kentucky, your daily Kentucky Wildcats podcast. All right, Kyle, what do you want to do? Do you want to pick the game or do you want to have fun with Benny Snell's audio? Uh, let's, let's listen to Benny first. Okay. So the question that was put to Benny uh, is that it was, you know, I, I like the question. It was, has anything changed around campus or have people been treating you differently since all this national hype has gone around you? Not really. You know, people are saying good job every day. You know, there a lot more people are like noticing me now. You know, uh, I would like go to the gas station and stuff and like, no, 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 no. I would go to Waffle House. I go to the Waffle House near my house. And then, like, it's like the lady, the lady didn't know. I swear, because I will always be in, and, like, she didn't know at all. And then it's like, now she's like, she's like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> and then she's like, she's like, oh, you're here. She's like, I, I had no idea. I'm like, you don't even got to act different. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I've been here every single day. I'm a normal person. You don't even got to do that. Like, it's cool. So, wait, you go to Waffle House every day? No, I'm sorry. <laughs> she's trying to she's trying to do it already. Oh every every other week that I'm in there. I'm I liked at the end there, Kyle, that Benny kind of cleared up that he doesn't go every day to Waffle House. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I think the, his game shape would be a little different if he did. Uh, but but overall, that that clip was just really funny. I can just kind of in my mind. Uh, visualize your classic Waffle House waitress freaking out when she realizes that she served this college kid uh, probably, what, a dozen times or something over the past year or so. And then she's like, wait a minute, you're you're on like all these channels. You're one of the best players in the country. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty, that's, that's, a, that's a thing that I often wonder about. Like, it's a little different, obviously, uh, if you're a Kentucky basketball player, because it's like you come in with so much hype and you're also in most cases really tall. Mm -hmm. And so around town, I think you're just instantly recognized, but in general for football players, even at big schools, I think sometimes because they're hidden behind a helmet, it maybe takes a while for the, for the public to 
just recognize you on site uh, and, and just thinking about what that must be like to go from anonymity, being able to go wherever and no one notices you to the first time that you have that experience, which sounds like this kind of is what it was like for Benny mm -hmm. uh, to be recognized outside of, you know, I'm sure you get it when you're leaving the stadium and all that stuff, but uh, just to be out in your sort of anonymous daily routine at the Waffle House and, and the lady freaks out on you that it must be cool, but also really weird. And then uh, I, I think at some point we were talking about Devin Booker's car getting licked and yeah. some of the weird stuff. At some point, it's probably also a little unsettling uh, just to know to, to, to think that like people are always looking at you after a certain point. All right. So the game this, this weekend, it's a sellout and I, the number keeps shifting a little bit from Vegas. I've, if I've seen it going Kentucky favored by one, South Carolina favored by one, back and forth. Kyle, what do you think is going to happen on Saturday at 7.30 at Kroger Field when the Cats take on the Gamecocks? <laughs> uh, I, I, you know, they won four in a row in the series. Um, I believe this, if they win, I think Mark Story may have written it um, for the Herald-Leader. I hope I'm crediting that appropriately. Um, that would be the first time they've beaten an SEC team five times in a row, not named Vanderbilt. Wow. Um, you know, they've got a lot of historically lopsided uh, series in the SEC that are not in their favor. So um, that would be pretty significant. And uh, and I think I just think they're better than South Carolina. That's, that's the thing that has um, – you know, that I'm not sure enough people appreciate it and will say, well, the East is down and yada, yada, yada. But, you know, we talked about they now have a, a winning streak of at least one plus and sometimes two or in South Carolina's case, four. Um, but but have won their last meeting or more with every team they play every year in the SEC except for Georgia. Uh, now that also includes Mississippi State. Um, that's part of the building that they've done is like, I think they're just, just on talent and across the board, they're just better than, you know, South Carolina, uh, Vanderbilt, Missouri, um, you know, all those teams in the division, Tennessee, they're just, they are better than those teams. And they have been for some of them for a while now. Uh, I think that's still the case. I, I think if you line up across the board, in most cases, you would take the Kentucky player, um, certainly in the key positions, over uh, the South Carolina player. I, mean, I think they've got the, the best running back. They've got the best tight end. They've got the best offensive line. They've got uh, the best, most impactful defensive player. They're just better than South Carolina right now. And playing in front of a sold-out crowd at home, uh, I think they get it done. I'll say 28-17. Um, I'll say 28, uh, 17. Oh, so pretty easy one in your yeah. mind. I think yeah, I just think they're better than South Carolina. Yeah, I think it's one of those deals where it kind of comes down to South Carolina being motivated because I've said this a lot this week, but it is kind of crazy to think about. No South Carolina player on the current team has ever beaten Kentucky. But a lot of times we've written that about Kentucky yeah. going somewhere. Yeah. And and so, you know, South Carolina will have that motivation, but Kentucky will have the crowd behind it. The first time it's all the way sold out. You're going to be under the lights. There's a lot of positive momentum. I think the Kentucky fan base is ready to win. And I think if Kentucky gets off to a fast start, they can they can win relatively comfortable, something to, like you just kind of said. And I, I think that that's what's end up going to happen. And even if it is close late, 
Benny Snell just seems to have something He's that closer. <laughs> yeah, I, it's just unbelievable what he can do at the end of games. What he did against Mississippi State to just drive those final nails in the coffin with those last two touchdowns. So I think they're going to win. I think it'll probably be about a ten point game. I'll go twenty seven seventeen. Uh, Kentucky wins, and I think Benny Snell is going to be the player of the game. I think he just has another one, and he keeps this this train on rolling. And Kentucky goes to five and zero and moves up in the rankings again. Yeah, and that's the other thing about that is, I mean, we, I think I mentioned it last week or earlier in this week. If you if you win this one, obviously next week's one of those really tough ones left on the schedule. I think the second toughest game left at Texas A and M, and then uh, Georgia will be obviously the toughest. Um, but if you win this week and get to five and zero, that sets up. You know, you're all, you're uh, you're basically certain to go to a bowl game, even if you give them no other power conference wins. You still got Miss uh, Middle Tennessee left at home. Uh, you're you're basically locked into a bowl game, and I think it almost guarantees eight plus wins. Yeah, uh, because talk about teams you're they're better than they're they're just definitely better than Vanderbilt. They're better than Louisville right now. Louisville is just not very good. Um, I think they're better. Uh, then Missouri, they're better than Tennessee. I mean, there's there'd be five teams left on the schedule that they are, I think, clearly better than. That doesn't mean you win all those games, but if you're five and zero oh and you still got five games left against teams you're better than, um, you're looking at a really special season. You know, eight for sure, and I think there's a lot more for the taking. Um, it, it's crazy to say Kentucky win ten games, but I think if they get to five and zero, oh, yeah, I think they could win ten games. And whatever happens, we'll be talking about it on the Monday edition of Locked on Kentucky. So please subscribe, rate, and review. Kyle, I hesitate to do this because I feel like I might be fishing for compliments, but it's okay because maybe that's what I'm doing. BWildcatFan24 gave us a four-star rating, which is, and here was his comment, great info for UK Athletics. Love the info Kyle has to give, but listening to Curtis is pretty painful. Would be a (laughs) (laughs) Would be five-star if Curtis's dreadful commentary wasn't on each show. And uh, before we started out, I tweeted out uh, that little the screenshot of that, and I like the come some of the commentator, some of the co- replies from some of the listeners, <laughs> and they've been. Uh, Chris does a great job, though, because if you recall, <laughs> someone thought yeah, my name was Chris a few episodes ago. So you're like turning into the Rodney Dangerfield of our of our deal. You're getting no no respect, mm-hmm. Curtis, and I will not stand for it. <laughs> I'm okay with it. Someone's got to got to learn how to upload these things. So that's what I'm really here for more than anything, Kyle. We if if left to my own devices, that no podcast would ever <laughs> see the light of day. You, you you guys have no idea what kind of technic, technical wizard Curtis is. I could never have done it on my own. That's for that is for darn sure. Um, be sure to be following us on social media at Locked On UK and find Locked On. Kentucky on Facebook. Just search Locked on Kentucky. You can follow me on Twitter at Curtis Birch, B-U-R-C-H. And me at Kyle Tucker underscore SEC. But by the time, well, I guess you'll have time to listen to this before it changes, mm-hmm. but it'll change on Monday. On the next podcast, we'll give your new Twitter handle. Woo-hoo. So much to talk about next time. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a fun a fun episode next one, so it should be sure to be subscribed. Um, real quick again, shout out Nick Ratliff, Realtor. Don't buy or sell a home without talking to Nick. Visit the website, bbnhomes.com, or give him a call, 
5-3. And real quick, Kyle, we've got an, one more advertiser lineup. So commercially, these spots are kind of filling up. So if you're interested in that, shoot us an email, LockedOnKentucky at gmail.com, and we'll talk and, and get some prices to you because we're getting some support, and thanks to all the advertisers that are that are on board right now. Yes, absolutely. Thank you so much. Keep them coming. Thanks so much for listening. We'll talk to you soon. You are locked on Kentucky. Available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or tell Alexa or Google to play podcasts locked on. Don't worry, I won't finish. You get the idea.